Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill FWB Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast that you're about to enjoy was given live before our congregation here at Sandhill, and we pray that this podcast will encourage and challenge your walk with Christ. For more sermons like this, as well as additional Christian content, visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or check out our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. So we'll be in Romans chapter 11 this morning. Uh, it is the last Sunday of the year. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, just, just staggering that this year is gone. Uh, a lot of good has happened. A lot of bad has happened. But one way or the other, the year is about to come to an end. We're going to, Lord willing, if we're still here, we're going to start a new year uh, next weekend. And we're, so we're going to talk just a little bit to, about maybe what the next year is going to hold for us. <clears throat> but I'd like to talk about church themes just a, just a moment. How many of you know that a lot of the time in churches at, at Sand Hill and, and then everywhere else, a theme can be no more than a cliche, right? You see it on a banner, you, you mention it here and there, and it really has no impact, no relevance it's just a cliche right uh we don't want that okay last well actually this year 2021 uh, our theme was church on purpose that was not meant to be a cliche that is a biblical concept we used uh, ephesians chapter 4 to pr present that but but paul says when you come to church there's a reason you come there's a purpose you are there a very specifically designed purpose it, it is to learn the word of god equip the saints and send them out into ministry so that is a very specific uh point that we tried to use in church on purpose last year uh, this year uh, our old uh theme it was we're going to present a new one this morning, but what I want to say about that is uh, we're not going to we're not going to next week start a new theme and forget about the old one. That's not how this works. Okay, the theme is built on a biblical context that is something we need, so we need to always hold on to church on purpose, and then add to it another biblical theme uh, that will build on top of that. As the years go by, if the Lord would tarry, then we have a foundation that maybe five, year, six years now, we still remember we're doing church on purpose, but we're doing it with all these other things that are biblical designed uh, to give us the church God would have for us. I hope that makes sense to you. So if you have a handout, you already see the, uh, um, we're going to talk about the all things principle. Now, I've told you guys this like a few thousand times, but what does the word all mean in the Bible? It means all, right? It's simply, if you look it up in the Greek, that is what that word literally means. It means all. So it means everything, all things. And we're going to talk about all things uh, this morning as well as this year coming. Uh, all things are about Christ. <clears throat> many, many, many ways to emphasize this, this theme uh, for the coming year. Obviously, this morning we can only scratch the surface. <clears throat> And, and again, many of these things, I feel like there's some profound things we're going to talk about, but kind of like I said about the songs, I kind of think that everything I'm going to talk about this morning isn't something you don't know, something you need to be reminded of, okay? So that being in mind, if I could just say this real quickly for you Bible readers, uh, if anybody is paying attention or cares, we, the first eight chapters of Romans, which we have already studied out, are all about salvation, 
how you get saved, what salvation is, what it looks like if you really get saved. It's all about salvation. We stopped with chapter 9. We haven't went any farther than that. If you are a Bible reader, chapter 9, chapter 10, and chapter 11 of the book of Romans uh, kind of completely changes gears from everything we've been learning. And it, it, it kind of, uh, if you will, pulls back and looks at the picture of really the world, of the Jews, of the Gentiles, of, of, of the big picture instead of specifically our salvation. We haven't started that yet. seemed a little bit out of place to start that a couple weeks before Christmas. So we go through 9, 10, and 11 and uh, Lord willing, we will go back and, and, and cover those. But today we find our theme in the end of chapter 11. And the reason I wanted to point that out is <clears throat> as we read these verses, we're going to pick up with verse 33 in chapter 11. I want you to understand in context, these verses that we're going to read in context, what they're saying is big picture, big picture. From Garden of Eden, before Garden of Eden, till time is over, every person that will ever be saved, Jews, Gentiles, everything, all that there is, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Listen, before there was ever an earth, it was all about Jesus. Whenever the creation happened, it was all about Jesus. When salvation came and he died on the cross, it's all about Jesus. When it's all over, said and done, and we go to heaven, it's going to all be about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Listen, it was never about you. It was always about him. And, and, and that's kind of what we want to talk about uh, this morning. So let's stand and honor God's word. Such precious, precious words. That if any of that made any sense to you, if you think as we read these verses now, talking about everything that has ever happened or that will ever happen. Verse 33, <clears throat> I want you to hear the weight of Paul's words. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Listen here. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? Here's our, here's our verse for the year. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> so this text teaches us that everything that has ever been done was about Jesus, right? Everything was about Jesus. Everything that he has done, uh, um, and, and it, it says that his ways are past finding out. His ways are uh, uh, way above us. And when we go back to the previous chapters, it talks about the, Gent uh, the Jews were set aside and the Gentiles were brought in and so the Gentiles could provoke mercy so the Jews could be brought back in and all these different things. Who can understand all that? It's beyond our imagination. But the idea is it's all about Jesus. And before I introduce the theme, before I preach this morning, can I just ask the Sandhill Church, do we want this church to be all about Jesus? Why not make it all about Gary? <laughs> How about Kevin or Spike? Listen, it's all about 
Jesus. And, and here's the thing. Here, here's what we have to fathom. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but here's what we have to fathom. If this church becomes all about Jesus, all of us will be a lot happier because it's all about him. Because if it's all about you, you'll never be happy. But if it's all about him, all we got to do is come out here and lift him up, and we're going to have a good time. And so that it's all about Jesus. And, and, that, and that's what we want to emphasize uh, this morning and this year. So I did a little, I did a little study. This would, be, this would be greatly beneficial and profitable, and no one will probably do this, but it will be an a extremely profound effect upon you. If you punch in, um, uh, I know everybody here uses uh, digital now, but if you punch in all things and go through your Bible, it'll blow your mind. It will blow your mind. Because if you go, and, and I, I didn't have time unless you guys want to stay for three or four hours this morning. I didn't have time to, to read them all to you this morning, so I just took a little sprinkling of them. But if you go through and look at the all things, it is amazing to me. But then I've been in church all my life. I have read the Bible over and over. But when I begin to realize, when I begin to study that, I said, wow, it's all about him. Because <laughs> everywhere you look, it says it's all, th all things are about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. I mean, it, it, as you study it out, it is a profound thought. So we have a sprinkling this morning we're going to look at of some scriptures. Uh, but I just want you to know the first point, all things are about Jesus. Uh, that is a theological th statement, but that is a fact. That is not up for debate. That is not a, a, a matter of opinion. All things are about Jesus. And if you, let me say this very plainly and very bluntly, if you don't think everything's about Jesus, real soon you're going to. Real soon you're going to. Because this life's going to be over, and real soon you'll say, oh, it was all about Jesus. When you stand before him, you'll know it was all about Jesus. When you had to give an account of your life, you'll know it's all about Jesus. Right? So uh, the, the past, the present, the future, everything that happened in heaven... Everything that happens on earth, all of the spiritual realm that we cannot see, all of the earthly realm that we do see, everything is all about Jesus. Now, I really doubt that anybody came in here this morning and didn't already know that. But can I tell you, we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. It's all about Jesus. And so we're going to read a few verses. I think they're going to be on the screen. If you, I'm going to read them kind of quickly so you may not have time to follow the Bible. You can, you can try. <clears throat> and again, these are just a sprinkling. But as I read these, I was just, uh, just astounded at, at all that the Scripture says about all things being about Jesus. So, so John 1, 3, <clears throat> all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He made it all. It was all him. His idea, his design, his power, his ability, his, everything was about him. Uh, John 3, 35, uh, the Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hand. What does all include? Everything. All. <clears throat> Acts three twenty one. Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Now, this verse I kind of wanted to include it because, and this is way deeper than we have time for this morning, but this verse simply says there was a time when it was all about Jesus. The devil interfered. Time's coming for restitution. And it'll all be about Jesus again. 
We're just going to kick the devil out of this place and everything he's messed up, and it's all going to be nothing about Jesus. And so it's coming, right? Right now the devil's got his foot kind of in a lot of things, but real soon he's getting kicked out, and it will all be about Jesus. Why not start right now? Why not start right now in our hearts and in this church? Let's start making all things about Jesus because it's coming. Ephesians 1.11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Man, I'd like to preach for about an hour on that and I can't, but let me just tell you what that says. Let me tell you what it says. Everything that's ever happened was part of God's counsel. You thought you did it? Nope part of his counsel it says it says everything all of it it was all laid out and all designed you know we get into the sovereignty of God and all that you won't have time for that but I'm just saying everything that has ever been done was under the counsel of God I I this is a great theological argument we certainly don't have time to preach it this morning but how is it that God's in full control and it seems like sometimes Man gets in there and messes it up. But can I tell you, God's still in control. Can I tell you, all things are still going to his counsel. Can I tell you, we can't change that. We, we can make some mistakes in our own lives, but we cannot corrupt the counsel of God because it's, it's God, right? It's all things. So, so all, everything that's ever happened is according to the counsel of his own will. Ephesians 1.22, it hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So everything that there is all is put under Jesus' feet and then all things that are in the church, uh, he is over them. Amen. Again, I don't think that's something you didn't know. I think you need to be reminded. Now, I love this verse in Colossians. I'm going to read uh, a few verses here. Book In, in Colossians 1, 16. <clears throat> For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. That, that actually says he made this entire universe for himself. Why? Because it's all about him. You got it? All right. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. That word preeminence is a big fancy word that just means he's over everything. Amen? <clears throat> For it pleased the Father that in him should dwell, should all the fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Is that the end of the verse? All right. <laughs> I thought I might have cut it off. <laughs> okay. So everything is about Jesus. And, and I don't, I, I, I didn't for you guys want to sit here and just hear me read scriptures for three hours. But can I just say, there is a multitude of verses that say all things are about Jesus. And in this church, if we want to be biblical, but it's like everything has to be about Jesus. 
It, that's, it all has to be about him. And you say, well, obviously. Well, we're going to learn that may not be quite as obvious as we think because we've got to make everything about Jesus. <clears throat> so I hope we understand that. I hope, hope we got that. Uh, so if you understand that everything in the Bible and everything in the universe and everything past, present, future, and everything in heaven and in heavenly realm and in, and in dominions and of the devil and everything that there is is all about Jesus, how many of you would agree with me that it makes sense, point number two, that if that is the case, all things should be about Jesus? Is this real hard to, hard to follow? <laughs> if everything's about Jesus, shouldn't everything be about Jesus? You got that, Kevin? That, that's simple, right? If everything that's ever been done is about Jesus, then what everything we do ought to be about Jesus. And that's, that's our idea for the coming year is that all things are going to be about Jesus. So just real quickly, let's just, let's just uh, try to uh, implement that idea just a little bit. Jesus is our life. There is a... There is a false doctrine going around that says you add Jesus to your life. But you know that's not found in the Bible? It's not biblical. Jesus was never an add-on. He was never given to make your life better. He came to remove your life and give you a brand new life. Because the life you had wasn't no good. Right? So he wanted to give you a brand new life. So he is your life. Now, I, I read this. I've never heard this before. I, 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 heard a, uh, I read this in a book, actually. I thought this was kind of profound. Do you know you always hear that? Um, we, we've all heard this a thousand times. But you always hear people say that God should be number one in your life. And, and then, you know, and then others should be second in your life. And, and then you should be third. If you guys heard that before, pri the, your priorities of your life, those are those ways. But I heard a preacher say, that's not really true. You know what he said? He said, the list is Jesus. There's nothing else on the list. <laughs> now, now I, I, under, I understand both of those, those thoughts. There, there, there is a, 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 a point to be made for putting others above yourself, and there's a point to be made about putting God first. But there's also a point to be made to say, there's no list except for Jesus. Jesus is the list. He is everything. He's all that. You just do everything for Jesus and all the rest. Can I tell you, if Jesus is everything, you'll treat other people right. Amen. Can I tell you that if Jesus is everything, you'll put yourself last? Because if he's everything, everything else falls right where it's supposed to. And so much of the Bible, Jesus made this statement one time in the Bible, and if you really think about it, it is so very accurate, but it kind of blows your mind. So we've got this book here. You know, there's, there's 66 books. There's, uh, you know, hundreds of pages, and it takes you a long time to read through it. But here's what Jesus said one time. He said, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. You got her licked. <laughs> you say, how am I ever going to know everything? If you love Jesus with everything, all of this takes care of itself. You can't run out and do something against this when he is everything. And so it is simply just saying uh, that, that he is uh, our life, that he is everything. Now, I, I want to address this. I hope that at Sand Hill Church this is an understood fact, but I just want to understand this. Again, there is a thinking in, in Christianity that says this. Um, you know, I, I, want to, I don't want to go to hell. I, I, want to, I want to go to church. I don't want to go to hell. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do a certain amount of religious things so as I can go to heaven. But those fanatics that make 
everything about Jesus, I don't want that. Here's the problem with that statement. Would you guys agree with me that that's kind of the mindset of most people? Those fanatics that make everything about Jesus, that, that, that's fanatical. Uh, what I want is just enough to keep me out of hell. Here's a little problem with that. Theologically, biblically, there's no other kind of Christian. There, there's no other kind of Christian. You say, what do we do with all of those who are, well, I'm not God, but there's no other kind of Christianity except for those that it's all about Jesus. So what I'm trying to say is they say, well, there's this class of normal people, and then there's this class of fanatics, and what I'm saying is there are biblical Christians, and then there are people that are not biblical. Because if you're not Jesus, not everything, you're not a biblical Christian. Because that's simply what the Bible teaches, and, and so we need to understand that. <clears throat> all we do is about Jesus, so our life is all about Jesus, but everything that we do is about Jesus. You say, how can I go to work and it be about Jesus? You can. How can you wash dishes and it be about Jesus? You can. How can you, how can you work on your car and it be about Jesus? You can. You can make everything about Jesus. Now, is it possible to quit living? I mean, how many of you need to eat? How many of you like to eat? Amen. All right, all right. I got some amens on that. We like to eat. Does Jesus say we can't eat? No. But can we make even our eating about Jesus? Sure we can. We recognize where it comes from. We thank him for it. We praise him for it. We have fellowship when we eat it. We, 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 we honor him and the things he What I'm trying to show you is we, we can make everything in life about Jesus. And we have to live. Jesus prayed his prayers. I have the He said, I don't ask you to take them out of the world, but while they're in the world, don't let them be a part of the world. So we have to live here. We have to make a living. We have to eat. We have to do all the things we do, but we can still make everything all about Jesus. And again, that's not fanatical. It's just simply biblical. It is staggering. We've come to the age where in 2021 we're to preach this message to so many would think this is just totally fanatical. But if we go back to the roots of Christianity, if we go back to the book of Acts, it's just how every single Christian lived. It was just normal. When you got saved, Jesus became everything. The church became everything. The only life you had was Jesus. And today we think that there is some type of a Christianity where, where that is not the case, and we just do not find that in the Bible. <clears throat> only by Jesus can we do anything. Uh, Josh has taught us over and over, uh, we can do nothing. This is just kind of the turning that statement around. But, but in the Sand Hill Church, we'll not accomplish anything except by Jesus. Whether it's an event, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a, a church service, whether it's seeing lost souls saved, whatever it is, we cannot do anything unless Jesus does it. And if we get that straight, we'd be a whole lot better off. And I think we need to consciously, we talked in Sunday school about saying things with our lips. And the Bible does teach that uh, from the heart, the mouth speaketh. But also, sometimes we can say things from our mouth that's not really coming from our heart. Because we can say things like, I, I hope that nobody here would ever be guilty of this, but we can say things like, we can't do anything without Jesus, and then we can work ourselves to death to make it happen. 
That just shows your mouth said one thing, but your heart felt something else. Jesus is everything. But if I don't do everything in my power, there's going to be a flop. Do you guys get where that's wrong? Listen, camp is not all about us. It's all about Jesus. And when we think it will be a flop if he doesn't have us, then we got it all wrong. It's all him. But how many of you know Jesus could put on a pretty good camp? Amen? Jesus put on a pretty big camp. But without Jesus, we can work ourselves to death and not do anything. But also, we can lip service we need Jesus and then think, if I don't do all this, it ain't going to happen. You guys need to hear that. Do I need to say it again? And that doesn't go for camp. That goes for OCC. That goes for every last thing we do. That goes for a church service. That goes for, we're going we're gonna to have the right songs. We're going to have the right this. We're gonna have right. Can I tell you, we can do everything right. Without Jesus, we can't have church. Jesus doesn't show up. It, 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 we might as well went to a show because we got to have Jesus to even have church. So everything has to be done by Jesus. <clears throat> now, this last, uh, this last point I really want to make clear. All things are about Jesus, so therefore all things should be about Jesus. All things that are not about Jesus are vanity. I really want to drive that point home. Book of Ecclesiastes, we, most of you Bible readers know the book of Ecclesiastes. The richest man who's ever lived had more money, had more, uh, had more women, had more prestige, had more power. Literally people were coming from all over the world to see this one man because he was so great and he had everything that any man could ever dream of. And he said, with everything that you can possess in this world, without God, just vanity. <laughs> Now, we're getting a little bit older. Some, some of us are getting a little older. Well, we're all getting older. But how many of you know that as you get older, you start to realize the things you thought were going to make you happy, it's not going to make you happy. When you're young, you think, well, if I had this house and this money and this thing and this, this, and this, I, I, boy, I would, if people looked up to me and I had prestige, if, if I had recognition in the community, if, if I had popularity, if I had a lot of friends, uh, these and as you get older, you think, those things really don't make me happy. And there are a lot of rich people who have died very sad, old men and old women. You know why? Because without Jesus, everything is vanity. Now, I, I would think that all of you would say amen to that. I would think all of you would agree with that. I would think that, that that is something that everybody would know. But how often do we put so much energy and time and work into trying to, to have fun without Jesus? Now, again, there, there's nothing wrong with hobbies and things that we do. There's, there's nothing wrong with, with hunting and fishing and going on vacation and going to bog. nothing wrong with any of those things. But when those things have more pleasure in your life than what Jesus does... Now it's not all about Jesus. And you think that that thing is going to make you f have fun? Is there any Christian here, is there any Christian here that has ever went out to really have a good time and when it was all said and done, you kind of had that empty feeling? Anybody ever, anybody ever save and plan and save and plan and save and plan and dream and fantasize and we're going on this vacation, it's going to cost thousands of dollars and it's going to be so much fun and you go and oh, just can't wait to get there and you go on this elaborate vacation, spend lots of money you don't have, you come back and you think, well, that wasn't nearly as much fun as I thought it was going to be or that was, that was terrible, right? What's my point? 
My point is we go to such extents here on earth to figure out how to be happy, to have a good time. And the truth is, the Bible clearly says, outside of Jesus, there is no joy. It's all about Jesus. Now, I hope we are learning that you can go do things with Jesus and you can have a good time. Now, can you take Jesus to a ball game? Can you take Jesus to a ball game? Can you have fun at a ball game with Jesus? Can you, as a Christian, go to a ball game without Jesus? Just real quick note, Jesus goes to church when church is on. So <laughs> when you go to a ball game without, you go without Jesus. That's just a little quick note. But, but that applies to everything. We, we want to do things. We can do things with Jesus, and there's nothing wrong with it. But we can do a whole lot of things without Jesus and be left very empty feeling because it is vanity. You say, well, I don't go to ball games and I don't do all those things, but maybe you have my, my uh, sin. My sin is I'm a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. Renee's amen and that's Mike. Now you're amen. I'm a workaholic. I, I work a lot. I work too much. But you know, no amount of money and no amount of things I can accomplish will mean anything outside of Jesus. And the sad thing is, is sometimes it takes us 30 or 40 years to figure that out. And to step back and say, why am I doing this? I, you know, when you're young, I guess you have this, this misconception that if I work hard enough, I'll be rich. And after some age, you can say, well, I'm never going to be rich. So <laughs> why am I killing myself, right? But, but my, my whole point is, as Christians, life is supposed to be around Jesus. Everything we do is around Jesus. When we take Jesus out of the mix, it just becomes vanity. It becomes emptiness. It becomes, it becomes nothingness. <clears throat> so let's look, let, let's look at a church. <clears throat> church that's not all about Jesus. Is there any church that's not about Jesus? Anything goes on in church that's not about Jesus? I, 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 think, I think it's about gone here at Sand Hill. But can I tell you, that, that, that when church is about you getting your way and what you want and how you want things done and, 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 and all of those things and you, where you sit and everything else, when it's about that, it's not about Jesus. And there's a lot of things going on in church that is about the people and not about Jesus. But when you have church that's all about Jesus, you can sit in my seat. You can do things the way you want to do things. You can, you, you can uh, uh, do, not do things. If you don't sing my favorite song, I'll still come back. Right? And we laugh a little bit at that, but how many of you know that there's a lot of churches that it's all about the people getting what they want or they won't come back? But can I tell you that here at Sand Hill, we like to insult you enough to know you're not that important. It's about Jesus. And if you want to come back, it's going to be about Jesus. And if we, have to, if we have to do things to make you happy, then it becomes about you. And we're going to do things to make Jesus happy. Because here's what we know. If you catch on to that, you'd want to be in that church where it's all about Jesus. Because that's the church to make you happy. That's the church to change your life. So church has to all be about Jesus. Everything we do, uh, the, the, the traditions and the man-made rules and the, all the things that can sometimes clutter up. The Bible has a... Uh, um, and it, it, I don't mean to take it out of context, but the Bible has a verse that says, uh, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. You know, we can look like Christians and we can do a lot of churchy things, 
and Jesus is nowhere found. We got to be careful about that, guys. We can't build a religious organization and leave Jesus out. There are people already doing that, okay? <laughs> so, so we don't need to do that, right? We, we want to build a church on Jesus. Last thing, real quick, while we're talking about all things are, 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 um, not, that are not about Jesus are vanity. Not only can we do things in the world thinking they're going to make us happy, not only can we have church that's not uh, about Jesus, but, but sometimes we can have motives that are not about Jesus. Can we do things in church? Let me ask this. Can we do the right thing in church with the wrong motive? Yeah, we can. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we're doing exactly what should be done, but we're doing it to get recognized. Or we're doing it to, um, you know, for, for the wrong reason, for the wrong motive. And whenever you're doing it for the wrong motive, it's not about Jesus. So, so all things that are not about Jesus are vanity. So if you understand it, I just, I just want to, uh, um, again, this kind of an introduction to, the, to where we're going for the new year. But if all things are about Jesus, how do we put that into practical terms just a little bit more? Because I think sometimes a message like this, uh, and, and I, I really don't want this to be this way, but a lot of times we think, well, you gave me a lot of information. I, you know, I kind of agree with it. And then you, you don't put that into real life uh, living application. In other words, you walk out of here thinking I agree with everything but didn't change anything. Well, I want to I want to make this a little bit real to you. <clears throat> Praise God, I think that, that we are making great uh, progress at Sand Hill Church. And, and I, God knows what, I'm not here to hurt anyone's feelings and not make anybody mad. But I, I, I want this to be real enough where you'll take it home. Do you know what might be a real good indicator that Jesus is not all things when church is boring. Do I need to say that again? See, there are Christians who are very bored to go to church. Oh, I can't wait to go do this. I can't wait to go do that. I'm so excited. Oh, but I probably should go to church. I am a Christian. And church is boring. It's a chore. It's something you have to do. Do you know why that is? Because it's not all about Jesus. It's because it's about doing something that you have to do. Sister Tina teaches us, we don't have to, we get to. I'll never want to forget that. We, we get to come to church. We don't have to come, we get to come. If you come to church because you have to come to church, you come for the wrong reason. You ought to come to church because you get to come to church. Right. Amen? And if, you, if everything's about Jesus, this is what I'm trying to show you. If everything's about Jesus, you're going to want to come to church. And if you don't want to come to church, if it's boring, if it's not fun, if it's something you have to do, then that means it's not all about Jesus. You say, that's kind of hurtful. Well, make it about Jesus and it won't hurt any anymore. Right? If you, the next time I preach that, if you make it all about Jesus, that won't hurt anymore, right? And, and I'm not trying to hurt you, but I do want you to understand. So let's just look at a couple of things real quickly that happen in church, and let's just see if we can understand how it's not all about Jesus. Um, do we ever have jealousy in church? Do we ever have envy in church? You know, why did they get sing? I didn't get sing. Why did they, you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? We have jealousies. We have hurts. We have divisions. I didn't get my way. You know, now we're going to fight. Who gets their way? What are all of those things not about? They're not about Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus is never about envy and jealousy and division and you getting your way. It's never about that. 
It's always about him. See, here, here's what I'm trying to show you. If you come to church and it's all about, this is, this is, this is a great revelation. Just, you guys think about this. If you come to church and everybody here, it's all about Jesus, we can't possibly have any jealousy. There can't be any envy. There can't be any division. There can't be. So here's a newsflash, guys. When that stuff comes in, we've left the course. It's no longer about Jesus. It's about you. Because jealousy comes when it's about you. Envy comes when it's about you. Uh, uh, pride comes when it's about you. So if we just make it all about him, all those things disappear. And how many can you just say a great big hallelujah, amen, praise God? How many of you can say thank God those things aren't in seeing him? Amen. We're, we're, we're not dividing against ourselves, high, fighting back and forth and envy and injustice. That stuff. Why? Because we're trying to make things about Jesus. And you find a church that is divided and jealous and fighting and envy, there's a whole lot of things going on that ain't about Jesus. Amen? Now, would you rather go to a church where they all love each other or where they're fighting amongst each other? Which one do you want to go to? <laughs> you want to go to a church where they're fighting and mad and, and, and all time contrary or where everybody loves each other and getting along? <clears throat> Number three, we're still looking at real life applications. Burnout and frustration is not about Jesus. And if I could be a little bit blunt, Sandhill Church probably needs this one worse than the other ones. I've said this for, I've said this since before I was pastor, but when you take a job in a church and you're working so hard that you're mad all the time, you are not doing that for Jesus. I've seen it over and over and over. I've seen it. I, I've, I've just seen a multitude of people. They would take a job. They would work themselves a day. They say, I, I, I'm, I'm working so hard for Jesus. They was mad at everybody that wasn't helping. They were mad because they were so busy. They were mad because it's taking up all their time. I said, wait. And now that I'm pastor, I say, quit. Don't do that job anymore. If it makes you mad, you're not doing it for Jesus. Is that not plain? Is that not clear? And, and, and again, if we're, OCC was the most phenomenal thing. I think everybody was just blown away by it. And, and, and by the way, so was the uh, um, uh, nativity. But we put in a tremendous amount of hours, a lot of work, a lot of people working together, a lot of things. There. Everybody's getting along. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Everybody's working. Everything's going good. We got great things accomplished because about Jesus. Now, here's my point, guys. I said this a few messages ago. Whenever we have something going on and we're bickering back and forth and we're complaining and we're fighting, stop. Stop. Go home. Or go pray, but quit acting that way. You guys with me? You guys with me? It's about Jesus. It ain't about you. Well, it hurts my feelings because they're out having fun and I'm here working. Well, go home because it ain't about you. It's about Jesus. And if we have church that way, then it nearly becomes impossible to get our feelings hurt because it's all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Last one I have, uh, and let me just throw this one out here. I just want to make sure that you guys understand what we're, what we're trying to get to here. Have you ever seen churches that are, or maybe I should say Christians, that are just unkind? There are Christians that are unkind. You guys ever seen Christians that are unkind? I mean, they're rude, they're, they're mean, they're, they're, they're very unkind. If you don't do things exactly the way they want to, they will make sure they snob you and give you a hard time and they're mean to you and everything else. There are a lot of churches that are dead. It's because it's about the people 
then it's not about Jesus. Let me just make a statement. You cannot have a dead church. You cannot have an unkind church. You cannot have a, a, a church that's rude and mean to everybody if it's all about Jesus. Am I making sense? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw up some big science, so if those things ever happen here, we need to stop right then and say, wait a minute. We must, we must have forgot Jesus somewhere. Let's go back and get him. Because if it's all about Jesus, none of those things can happen here. Right? And that's a good church. And that's a good church. We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.